Hello and welcome to another episode of the Asian Seller Podcast. I'm your host, Megha Bhardwaj. And today I am so excited to be joined by Riley and Payman. Hi guys, how are you doing? What's Very up? Good, good morning. Good morning, good evening. <laughs> good afternoon, wherever you are. Yeah, yeah wherever you are. <laughs> awesome. So Riley and Payman, you guys of course run the uh, FBA 90 day challenge, which I, which I think is so interesting because you take people through the entire process of finding, sourcing and launching a product in 90 days. That is super interesting. We'll talk about that in a little bit. And today's topic is a product research. So we're going to do a bit of, um, you're going to share some insights and in your strategies of uh, product research. So that's going to be very interesting because a lot of our listeners are new sellers and they really get stuck at product research. I think that's the biggest challenge that most people face when they're doing this Amazon business. Okay, before that, why don't you guys give us a bit of a, you know, an introduction and tell us about yourselves, your background, and um, you know, are you sellers yourself? And how did you get into e-commerce? Riley, go first. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, been uh, selling on Amazon full-time since 2015. Uh, I actually came out to an e-commerce conference in Chiang Mai, Thailand. Um, October 2014 and got into Amazon selling at that time and uh, basically never went home. Just uh, been based in this part of the world for the past, uh, yeah, five, six years now. And so, you know, living that digital nomad life and uh, just running my Amazon business. That's my main business. I also have a couple of, a couple other uh, online businesses. But uh, yeah, I... Um, I kind of started out as a, as a travel vlogger, like my first year out here is kind of documenting my, my life, my travels, street food, and just like city guides and like all about, you know, living in Thailand and Southeast Asia. Um, and then through that, um, I kind of got asked a lot about, Riley, what do you do? How are you traveling, you know, full time? Um, what is this Amazon thing? And so uh, I wrote this long uh, blog post on my blog uh, about the whole Amazon FBA private label thing and it got lots of traffic. And then, so I started getting contacted like for coaching and like, how can you help me do this? And where can I buy your course? Um, and so I'm like, okay, uh, crap, I guess I have to make a course. And so in 2016 made my, uh, first Amazon course and, uh, yeah. And then 2018, uh, me and my best friend Parker, who's also my business partner in our FBA business, we, uh, started an Amazon agency basically by popular demands, uh, like launching products on Amazon for other brands and doing their PPC, copywriting, photos, all that stuff. Uh, and then, yeah, that was in 2018. So I've been doing that. And then of course, uh, I still run my YouTube channel, still do travel vlogs. And then uh, earlier uh, this year, uh, when Corona hit, I was uh, getting ready to do the 2020 update for, for my course. And uh, I put it out there kind of on social media. Hey, anyone want to help me build this, help me update this and grow my Amazon school. And so uh, I had met payment in Chiang Mai uh, in years previous. And uh, he reached out and says, yeah, uh, I'm down to, 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 uh, to do this. And we, we masterminded and uh, he actually came up with the idea to, um, to reframe the course into a 90 day challenge. And so that's what we've been working on. We started a new podcast to go along with it, FBA Lifestyle Podcast. And uh, yeah, that's kind of my Amazon journey there. 
That sounds very exciting. And Chiang Mai is such a beautiful place. I was there last year. It's absolutely wonderful. And um, the elephants, uh, elephants over there, like there's so many elephant sanctuaries and all. Oh, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. My son loved that too. <laughs> all right, Payment, how about you? So we met in Hong Kong. Um, when was it? Last year, I think. So yes. tell, tell me about your story. Well, without going too many detail, I've been an entrepreneur all my life. And then 2015, I got a job offer I couldn't refuse um, as a football coach in China. Football is my religion, my passion, my life. When I was a kid, my dream was to become a professional football player, but it didn't happen. So I went to China to work as a football coach uh, for a year and a half. And then while I was there, I was living in Hangzhou, where the Alibaba headquarters is. I, was, I could actually walk five minutes to the, uh, one of the HQs of Alibaba there. So I was always keeping an eye and, you know, being an uh, entrepreneur. And then at the same time, I was trying to develop um, a football business uh, with my business partner at the time, uh, very connected in the world of professional football. We're trying to bring professional football clubs from, from Europe, especially Spain and, and France and uh, Argentina to develop uh, their brand in China. We're actually, well, we're dealing with uh, the two biggest clubs in Argentina uh, because professional football world in sport is a very small word. Word got out and we got connected by, uh, contacted by the National Federation of Argentina. Uh, the AFA, one of the top five uh, federation in the world. That was just before the World Cup in 2018. So uh, we were once we got uh, approached by them, they even uh, wanted us to be their official uh, partner and representing in, not in China, but all of Asia to develop their brand. And what we're looking to do is to, to open uh, official football academies around China, as well as uh, 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 doing uh, merchandising, branding, organizing football-friendly games, and doing exchange between sending kids from China to, to, uh, to their facilities in, in Argentina. So we're trying, working on something very big. But then that didn't happen because, you know, when you deal with Chinese, sometimes it's not the easiest thing. But uh, I learned a lot through that. And at the same time, uh, I also uh, was transferred one time by my company. I was working as a football coach in Shenzhen. And Shenyan is headquartered for Amazon FBA and people. That's when I was got very into that scene. I met uh, Mike Michelini there, went yeah. to his event. And when I was there, I uh, then I went back to uh, to Hangzhou, and then uh, I loved I loved organizing. If I, I love organizing people, I'm a connector. I I said Mike was looking to expand his uh, GFA events, and I'll just say Mike, I can do it for you. He said Yeah, sure, let's do it. Organize the events. So. Uh, Long story short, we, he, got, he got there, we made uh, an event there, it was a success, and then I got involved with them. They were launching a brand on Amazon, I even did a case study on that, and uh, I, was, I was the one to be in charge of all the sourcing and going to the factories, because the factories were located in Zhejiang province. So I was there, I went there all, uh, at least two, three times a week uh, to the factories and all that. So we did launch that, and uh, long story short, that product was doing okay, it got sold last year, uh, bought by uh, an investment firm. So, uh, and after that, and at the end of 2018, I got bored in China. Uh, mm -hmm. My my good friend that you know as well, Lucien, he said, why don't you come to uh, to Hong Kong? We, we try to build, make something happen here. So I went to Hong Kong, spent one year there. I love Hong Kong. Can't wait to go back. And I get more involved into the e-commerce field. And, you know, I was... Uh, I was uh, very happy to, to meet you as well during the Global Sources event. I recommend that to everyone, not only the, uh, the talk show, I mean the talks, the presentation, but also the, the people, the, uh, the actual fair, you meet actual you know, suppliers from all over the world. I, I love going, especially meeting suppliers from other countries, especially Vietnam, Indonesia, and of course, India. I, I made some good contact there. 
but uh, yeah, and then I came back home at the end of February this year, wondering what to do. And I, I kept in touch with Riley all, all this year, just following him on Instagram and Facebook. And so he was, uh, you know, launching his course. I reached out to him and the rest is history. We just, you know, we're doing something very exciting and um, I couldn't be happier and uh, looking forward to what's in store for us now. Yeah, fantastic. So yeah, Shenzhen is uh, a city where that's very, you know, close to my heart as well. I lived there for 10 years. And oh, wow. uh, in fact, my son was born there. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So yeah, for a long time, he considered himself, you know, Chinese. He had this sort of identity crisis. Am I Chinese? Am I Indian? Okay, maybe I'm Chinese because I was born there. <laughs> You're Chindian. You're Chindian. Chindian, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay, cool. So let's talk about product research. Now, first of all, before you start telling me about your specific method, because I know that every, everybody has, you know, a specific method and you guys are going to share your strategies as well. But do you consider, you know, product research an art or a science? How do you approach it? Because for many people, it's a science and they have, you know, they, they only look at data and nothing else. But a lot of other people, they also put in their, um, you know, they treat it as an art and it's very subjective for them. They only do products that they have a passion for, for example, or that they, you know, have sort of an affinity for. So how do you guys uh, approach product research? Is it more of an art or a science? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Uh... I would say, you know, speaking on my journey, you know, that, that's all I have to speak for. Um, yeah. it, my most successful products have been the ones um, that fall on more of the art side. Um, mm. So like my whole, sh that's why my whole spiel in, in my course ever since 2016 has been um, differentiation. You got to stand out on Amazon. Um, and the same thing is still true. So, um, you know, there's, there's no exact science to coming up with a, a unique product and a good idea. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's kind of a balance between the science and the art. You know, there's a science to, you know, checking the Jungle Scout keyword and revenue data and, um, you know, having a procedure to, like we have this whole procedure, like open 30 tabs, um, like as quick as you can with products that are very interesting and then go back through them and check the metrics, add them to our product research spreadsheet and do that 30 times. Um, and then after you add 30, then, then go back all the 30 and do the next level of like, uh, research. So it's, it's a, it's a combination for sure. But the thing we keep harping is the notes section at the bottom of the cheat sheet is, uh, you know, keep your notes, um, you know, think about these products, think about how to improve them. Think about if you have you ever used this type of thing in real life? Like, what do you actually legitimately wish that you could uh, improve about this product? And um, yeah, that's, that's one big part of it. And then another part that we tell everyone is, um, yeah, things that you're passionate about, or um, things that you've actually like would use in your daily life. I tell people when, like, when they ask me, what, what should I choose? What category is good, Riley? I'm like, well, start at categories that you're an actual customer in and start there because, you know, if you can, if your whole project is developing a, a product that you are a potential customer for, it makes it um, easier and more fun. So, so yeah, that's my spiel on that, I guess. Yeah. And I'm really glad to hear that because I find too many people just too focused on the data 
and mm-hmm. just uh, you know going to Helium 10 or Jungle Scout, whatever, and finding products that um, have low competition and you know high demand and just looking at keywords and then you know selling a product here, another product there in a different category and not really building a business as such. So let's talk about your product research technique. I mean, how do you go about it and um, what, what do you teach? I think uh, there was a fancy term that Payment used uh, mm-hmm. to describe it. So tell us about it. Yes, what we do, basically we do, the first thing we tell them is uh, you need to be different than anyone else. So don't go, most people uh, go straight to Amazon, look at the bestseller and stuff like that. And we try to tell them, listen, if, if you do that, you're going to end up with the same products that everyone else is doing. The market is already quite saturated. What we do is come to the basics, make a, what we tell them is make, make a list, five categories uh, of every product you see around you that you touch, feel on a daily basis, whether it's at, at home, in the kitchen, in your office, at the gym, wherever, make five lists, uh, put 100 uh, um, products on each category. And at the end of the week, you have 500 products. Then once you have that, then you can start uh, looking and val- uh, looking at the numbers on, on Jungle Scout and other uh, softwares. But first, make your list of products that you're using yourself. Don't try to, uh, to, uh, come, uh, to come up with other things. See what you're using, because if you do that, you, you can find products that you're passionate about. And... Um, that's what we tell them. That's the most important thing. And another thing we tell them is look outside the box. Uh, I was listening to, uh, I love listening to podcasts all the time. I love going on long bike runs. I was listening to your podcast yesterday and, and, and other people. And one of the guys that I follow closely is Tim Jordan. What yeah. he says is that uh, go on other places, for example, Pinterest and, uh, and, uh, and Etsy, for example, Amazon tell, it tells you what people are buying right now. Whereas Pinterest tells you what people are looking for, but are not able to get. And there's usually a gap of between 12 to, 4 to 24 months between the products you see on Pinterest and when they become available on Amazon. So that gives you a huge window of opportunity to go for products that may not be available currently. So that's one of the things that we uh, keep on emphasizing for people, because in, in this day and age, we all know Amazon is an amazing opportunity, but it's also extremely competitive. So one uh, for us it's all about differentiation we and that's something that we can talk later we call it the mld the multiple layer of differentiations right. and that's one part of it so any any way you can to uh, to differentiate to, to to be different that's what we're trying to tell them right uh, so yeah yeah and so so you said you you asked people to make lists of uh, you know five categories but what kinds of products are people looking for? Because I mean, I'm looking around myself, you know, I have a water bottle, I have whatever, a mouse, a keyboard. I mean, they're mm-hmm. just such normal products. Um, but how do you come up with, or how do you put products on the list that are, you know, interesting or innovative or not too competitive? Like, I wouldn't want to sell water bottles on Amazon, right? I mean, that's not something I would do. Oh. So how do I go about choosing uh, you know, products for those different lists. Do you have any ideas or first? Advice? Uh, first, uh, we tell them to make a list, regardless of the product. Regardless, don't even look at the uh, competitiveness of the product yet. Just make a five lists or six lists uh, each per category, and okay. then once you have a list, then you go and you start deep going deep down into uh, looking at the marketplace, running Jungle Scouts. Uh, and other softwares, and then you can see, you can make a pre-selection, you can vet them, you fill your funnel with a lot of products, and then you 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 uh, slow it down to to maybe once you get uh, say five or ten, once you get five or ten, based on the numbers, then you can go further down and you can, it's almost like like a selection process, basically. It's a selection right. process. 
So do you have to run, you know, your data on 500 products? Like, is, is that? You can, you can do that, but um, also you can get a hunch of, uh, for example, when you, when you, for example, you mentioned the, the example of a bottle, well, a bottle, bottle water. So if you see, if you go on Amazon, you see uh, products with a lot of reviews. So if you see more than just visually, if you see more than say uh, five people, five sellers with more than say uh, 500 reviews, then obviously that's something that you may want to be uh, stay away from, especially if you're just beginning, you have no experience and you have a limited budget. We tell them to go for products that, uh, that are selling, but st still uh, allow them to, to stay under the radar. So you don't attract the, the big yeah. sharks and allow you to, to uh, it's much better to go after, say, to build a portfolio of a related products of, say, four or five, I would say, decently selling products and going for the home run. And because especially if you're a beginner, that's going to be very difficult for you to, to compete on that. So and just having a, a very fast visual inspection of on the first page of Amazon, you can see, hey, this product is, I can see some potential. Just write it down that's another way to uh to screen uh, to to screen your products and, and and further make your list of selection so that right. once you have your top 10 top top 20 that's when you go deep down into doing the the market research the run the numbers and you spend a lot of time studying the numbers and all that okay so i actually <clears throat> i actually have uh, i just pulled up my presentation on this so uh if i can share my screen i can go ahead and just uh i have a uh a video on our YouTube channel. We basically go through this. It's called uh, my 12 step product research um, yeah. process. Go for um, it. Share your screen. You should be able yeah, to do it. Let me share my screen. Mm -hmm. Cool. You see it? Yep. Cool. So do you want to go into presentation? Yeah, this full yeah. presentation is uh, on our uh, YouTube channel, FBA lifestyle. And um, <clears throat> let's wait till this loads here. So yeah, this is the, this is the science part, you know, um, but you know, as, as I said before, in, in the back of your mind during this whole science part, you got to be using your creative side of your brain. It's not just looking at the numbers and then, okay, Riley, I, I did your whole 12 steps. Like I'm going to have a genius idea at the end of this, right? Right. No, not really. This is to, this is the uh, science that gets your brain jogging and get your brain um, looking at as many weird niches as possible. And part of what Payman was saying at the beginning was, we have students um, start uh, making this list of things they say in day one, that's like the jog. That's like just getting your blood flowing. It gets your brain thinking about seeing physical products in real life and starting to think about um, different functions of products and like, Oh, I actually bought that. Like, you know, becoming aware of the physical products around you and just warming up that physical product juice in your brain. Uh, and then we have this whole 12 step thing and I'll go ahead and uh, just get into it. So bada bing, bada boom. So basically at first you want to go wide first, you want to go as wide as possible. And by that means, I mean, getting your idea, getting your eyeballs on as many weird niches as possible in the first few days. Because what I see a lot of people do is they're, they're on day one of product research and then they send me a message like, right, I, oh man, this thing is so exciting. Like, check this out. What do you think about this? I'm like, how long have you been doing product research? They're like, oh, a couple hours. I'm like, bro, 
Don't even talk to me until your cheat sheet has 30 ideas fully analyzed, okay? People get too excited too fast. So this is what I put together, this 12-step thing to help people um, avoid that. I know it can be exciting, um, you know, once you're discovering, oh, I didn't even know this exists. Oh, my God. I just looked at the numbers. Oh, look at that revenue. Oh, my Oh my God. And there's no competition. Riley, I think I'm going to do this. Like, Oh man. And then you go to Alibaba and you're like messaging suppliers on like hour five, like, come on, slow down. Okay. Um, if you really want to do thorough market research, that's why I kind of put this down. So step one, browse search areas. And by search areas, um, Amazon is just one of them. We also have Pinterest, Etsy, um, and some secret sites that we talk about uh, inside of our group. And um, <clears throat> basically you're looking around those sites for products that fit the private label criteria, you know, obviously. So like non-electronics, things that are can fit inside a shoebox, things that you can private label, you know, price between like 10 and 50 bucks ish. And just when you see something that is interesting that could potentially meet that criteria, just click and open up a new tab and then forget about it. Don't even go, don't go deep. Just say, okay, that's interesting. New tab, new tab. And then open up 30 tabs um, or until, until your computer can handle it. Until, you know. <laughs> um, so once you, step two, once you have 30 tabs open, go back through and search the main keyword for what that product is. For um, each, so these are all different products, right? I mean, the these 30 are all products different, could all be, different ideas. Yeah, so be. you just open a tab on 30 different um potential ideas you're not thinking too hard just like okay that's interesting potential and then you're gonna after you have 30 open go back through those 30 individually and do a quick competition and demand check so um <clears throat> on amazon search the uh the main the main keyword for that it for whatever that product is and open that jungle scout uh chrome extension tab and make sure that there's three or more products that are doing like 5k a month in revenue that just verifies real quick that people are actually you know buying this that there's enough you know there's enough demand for this type of thing and then also check that make sure there's no not too much competition and what i say if there's more than if there's five or more listings that have a thousand reviews i would say avoid that because those those a thousand review listings, as, as we know, they suck up all the sales. So if those two things check out, um, then add it to my product research uh, cheat sheet, which looks like this. And um, yeah, you add it here. And this is available inside Megla. We'll put the link below. It's available inside my ebook as well. Looks like this. Livingthatlife.com slash FBA dash ebook. Anyway, so you, uh, you go through, if it, if it checks out for step two, add it to the cheat sheet. If not, close that tab and forget about it forever. And um, step three is basically you repeat that for all of those 30 tabs until you have, repeat steps one and two, until you have 30 ideas inside of your cheat sheet. So now this is 30 ideas inside the cheat sheet that have checked out step two. So 30 ideas that are like, actually checks the competition and demand check um here are here's some logos of uh sites that you look on um <clears throat> for people that are uh, listening we got etsy kickstarter pinterest google instagram amazon alibaba um and, and we have a list of tons more uh, 
So these are the sites that you're looking uh, for ideas, and, right? So you're looking for ideas right. on these sites? Yep. Okay. Yep. These are what I'll call search areas. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, and a step four, add the search and sales numbers uh, and sub niche keywords for all of your 30 ideas in the spreadsheet. So what do you mean um, by sub niche keywords? Could you explain? Uh, like long tail keywords. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, we're trying to target a long tail keyword, you know, any SEO, Google SEO, this is just digital marketing. You want to target those long tail keywords, um, you know, not so much competition on there. So that's same thing with an Amazon product. Um, there's a section on the cheat sheet for long tail keywords, add those in and then eat, quickly note the search volume for each of those long tail keywords and then quickly move on major key quickly move on. Don't get all, all excited about this. So you're like, Oh, you know, you're adding the data in, just forget about it. Move on to the next one. We're going wide, wide, wide. Um, and then step five. Um, so you've done that for all the ideas, step four, and then step five, after you filled out all the step four information, go back to the beginning idea and go back through and look a little bit deeper uh, around all of these search areas for this keyword. So let's say you found the idea on Etsy. Now step five, go search this keyword on Pinterest. Go search it on Kickstarter, Amazon, Instagram, Alibaba. And you're now you're doing kind of the more creative work. You're keeping keeping an idea out of okay, what unique finds can I uh, do? I see on these sites. Um, is there a model or feature or function that's not on Amazon yet? Um, take note of that. And that's always a big thing. You find something that's not on Amazon and bring it to Amazon uh, for yeah. sure. Um, and then you're also brainstorming, taking notes in the, in the uh, cheat sheet area of, you know, maybe there's comments about these products on these websites. Maybe there's positive reviews, bad reviews. And then, you know, maybe just close your eyes and do a little meditation, uh, <laughs> picture <laughs> yourself using it and, you know, just yeah do some creative brainstorming about how you could potentially differentiate um these these uh, this product a uh, type of thing um and ideally in a perfect world you're you're adding a unique functional feature you're actually making it functionally improved that's the ideal you know you're making it actually better than the other options on amazon <clears throat> and then step six um, after you've done that, you know, that deep dive work for all the ideas in your spreadsheet, then you go back one more time and just start crossing out ideas that you're like, eh, I don't see myself doing that, you know, so cross out, get that bid red, bid red uh, uh, marker virtually and just get that delete button ready and just cross out anything that you're, you know, that you're just like, I can't see myself doing that, move on. And so then keep doing that until you have your top five ideas. And then uh, step seven, after you have your top five, okay, then you go, we go to the next level down the matrix here. Hold on. And then um, <clears throat> you're going to search deeper on Alibaba for your top five ideas. Kind of same thing. We're just going like the next level deeper of taking note of new, unique, interesting models. Um, for example, I found an interesting, unique model on page 50 once of Alibaba. So mm -hmm. search all, search really, really deep and see if there's any unique, interesting uh, models or features. 
Um, and then the next bullet point is keep thinking of differentiating ideas. Keep <laughs> thinking of differentiating ideas. This is like the whole thing. It's like, you know, we tell people, think of a differentiating idea. You know, there's no science to that. Um, and, and that's actually, you know, kind of the whole reason that, um, you know, we realized that having a, a mastermind instead of a regular course makes sense because you need to be able to have someone to bounce ideas off of. You know, this isn't an exact science. Like you need a, you need consulting, you know, you can't, you know, it's not just an equation. You definitely need a, um, a brainstorm aspect to this. So, and obviously in our group, we, every week we, we bounce product ideas and um, brainstorm ideas together. Um, and then, yeah, step eight message suppliers. So order samples for your top favorite three product ideas from ideally three suppliers. Now, some people, they just, um, they choose their product and then they order samples from that. Some people keep it open at sample phase. Okay. I'm either going to go with one of these three products. Let's order samples for all of these three. And then based on that, then I'll choose my final product idea. Um, yeah, here it says for your top one or top three product ideas. Um, and then obviously it's just uh, working with the supplier, messaging them, see if they can actually do these customization ideas. Um, uh, I'm sure you have plenty of, uh, you know, content about negotiating with suppliers, seeing if they can make your customizations, test each sample thoroughly. And then step nine, choose a winner, place small test order, small test order, uh, you know, ideally as small as possible, a 2K or under, use negotiation tactics. We just had a great uh, interview with the uh, um, Steven, the um, negotiation guy. I think you did an interview with him as well. yeah. So yeah, yeah. Go, go to him for that. Um, and then yeah, send your logo. We're kind of past product research now, but send your logo, packaging <laughs> files, send to FBA. Step 10, list on Amazon. Step uh, 11, launch. <laughs> Step 12, collect money. <laughs> <laughs> Step 13, rinse and repeat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, that was, my, that was my little product research. Uh, um, and just would like to add one more one more source for searching for products that uh, we actually personally like a lot is looking into subscription boxes, like mm. uh, Quayjoy and another uh, which is called mm. my. Uh, well, okay, well let me send the domain. At, at least the top thirty. Uh, uh, what is it? I will tell you right now. My subscription box. My subscription addiction dot com tells mm. you the top thirty top 30 categories uh, in the US alone of the best subscription. The reason why we love looking into those because subscription people, subscription companies always launch new unique products. It's always about staying one or two steps or even a few steps out of the competition. That's another way to, to, mm. to, to go where others are not looking into. So it's all about uh, MLD, multiple layers of differentiation. That's, that's a bottom line for, for what we're really emphasizing on because you need to be the days of just taking any product, putting your logo, that's way gone. But now, as, as, I, as, as, I, as I like saying is, uh, if you missed the first gold rush of Amazon, which was between 2006, 2015, that's okay. Now the second rush is starting right now, 2.0, especially now with the current uh, Corona and post-Corona economy. Yes, it will be much, uh, much more uh, com competitors, but that's a good opportunity because the majority of them will not be doing that, especially the ones that yeah. competitors from China. They're very... I wouldn't say lazy, but they just want to go for the low-hanging food, doing it the easy way. But for us to survive, especially if you're starting new and with not uh, a smaller budget, you need to, to, to think outside the box. Don't just go by the numbers. The numbers tell you only what a, a snapshot of what's available now. So you need to go outside of that. Mm -hmm. Right, right. And also, yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, what about... Um, 
you know, going really outside the box. I mean, you know, I, I know that there are some people who do things like, um, you know, like rugs or, you know, really uh, large products that generally other people would not do. You know, you, you mentioned, mm-hmm. Riley, uh, you have those um, guidelines that should fit in a shoebox and, and all yeah. of those things. I think a lot of people have been following those, um, you know, guidelines as well. But mm-hmm. do you also kind of tell people, okay, think about, you know, what exactly is, is being sold, you know, on, on retail, you know, a lot of people mm-hmm. who are buying stuff on retail are actually now looking um, to buy the same stuff on e-commerce. And it's not necessarily, you know, the smaller stuff or, um, you know, the silicone yeah. baking mats and stuff like that. Yeah. But I think a lot of people are also garlic buying press. their yeah, garlic presses, yoga mats, and, you know, all of those things. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. I, uh, I know a, a couple people, yeah, who are pr- do private label method, but, um, like closer to the hundred dollar retail price and yeah. big stuff. So mm-hmm. that's a great point there. Yeah. Just when everyone else is going left, you can go right. Yeah. Why not yeah. do the calculations? If it's profitable, it's profitable. Right. What kind of, those, um, uh, yeah, go ahead. Pimen. So for example, going for the more expensive uh, products, that's something that may not be, uh, you know, something feasible for most of the newbies, especially if they're starting with a limited capital. Right. And also for them, it's best to start with something maybe smaller, cheaper, so that they can get their, their feet wet to learn the process yeah. and, and, and have uh, healthy expectations. Your first product is not going to be home run. Even if you, if you don't succeed with the first product, don't think of it as a failure. Think of it as a, as a learning. It's almost like Riley likes to say, it's like a college course. You, you, you learn in the process. So you either earn or you learn. And, and if your yeah. first product doesn't work, that's fine. Don't, uh, don't give up. Take what you learned. That's going to be very invaluable. And then put that into practice for the next product. So, yeah, uh, going for the big, bulky, expensive product, that can be something. But, uh, again, for someone starting new, some, someone with a limited budget, that's something that probably would not be the best fit for them, especially starting out. Once they have some experience and, and they've gathered a ni- built a nice capital, then by all means. Right. I'm going to ask you this one question. This uh, was actually asked by a new seller just yesterday. We had a virtual meetup over here with local sellers in Singapore. And, uh, you know, somebody asked, when should we do our brand registration and all, right? Like, what's the process? Should we get everything set up, like our logo and, you know, do our, uh, get brand registry and trademark and everything and get our website and, you know, get all of those things going and then launch a product or should we just, you know, launch something, see if it works. And then if it does, then go ahead and, you know, think of a name or, or, you know, do your trademarks and get brand Mm. registry and all. So what sort of approach do you recommend newbies to take? We we have our students to out the gate, uh, come up with that brand name and product name, Uh, Mm -hmm. get a logo made the whole thing a brand out the gate. And then, um, uh, apply for Amazon brand registry ASAP. So basically you're just going to need your brand name. Um, you're going to need your brand website. So create a quick website. Um, and then a picture of your logo on your physical product. So, um, you know, you'll need to have that first unit made, uh, unless you want to hack that through Photoshop or something. Um, new thing I found out just, uh, recently Amazon has a new thing called IP accelerator. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Where you can get brand registered approval, like within two weeks by basically paying them extra money. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And they do have lawyers and all in, in yeah, that they partner with that some they law firms. You, you go to it, you choose which law firm and then the law firm, uh, you pay them like 900 bucks and then they, they work with Amazon, get you 
um, yeah. brand registry while the trademark is still pending, basically. Right. And also to add that to that, Megla, I think it, I heard in the podcast, might have been even your podcast, you mentioned Amazon is going toward that way that uh, uh, for, for you to be able to list a product, you have to be uh, brand registered. If you mm-hmm. don't, uh, they don't allow you. I think it was on one of your podcasts. So even if, for example, right now we can still get away with just launching a product and, and worrying about uh, doing that later on, it's a good practice to get that doing as soon as possible because eventually it's only a matter of time. The writing's on the wall. Amazon is going to require that for you to list a product or brand, you need to have brand registry. So uh, the sooner people, the sooner people embrace that, the better they will be in the long run. Right. Absolutely. I think that's uh, the error five, five, six, five yes. or something like that, mm. that people are kind of seeing nowadays. And um, yeah. Yeah. That's uh, Grace Ann had that. What? Okay. Good to know that other people are seeing that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's an that issue that quite a few people here in Singapore, I know uh, they've had that issue. They haven't been able to, but what you need to do. And I, I actually asked Amazon Singapore about this as well. And what they said is you just need to raise a ticket and um, you know, submit a request and send um, your product with the logo affixed on it. I mean, you don't have to be brand registered and all of that, but if you can just prove that, yes, you own the logo by having the brand, um, you know, the logo on your product somehow, um, then it, it, it should work. You're allowed to do that. But yeah, I think it, what's happening is that Amazon is really focusing on more of the brand registered, um, you know, sellers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, one of our students uh, encountered that uh, and he posted on our Facebook group that he was trying to create a listing and he was getting that error message. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so right. it's, it's all the happening. Yeah. What percentage of sellers, in your opinion or your experience, are successful? you know, selling on Amazon and building successful businesses and, you know, what percent maybe just do one product and, and then it doesn't work or for, for whatever reason, you know, then they just kind of give up on e-commerce and, you know, so that's one part of the question, like what percent are really successful? And then second part of the same question is what does it take to be successful? you know, in your experience and yeah, Uh, I can speak to my, you know, five years of being a digital nomad and meeting many FBA sellers and being in many groups and my mom launching a couple products. My younger brother has a full brand. My younger brother makes six figures uh, a year on, on Amazon. Really cool. Um, I've also launched tons of products. Um, Product success rate. What I've found is about uh, what I've seen uh, everyone combined uh, that's launched uh, FBA private label products, uh, about one in three to one in four. Uh, mm-hmm. I found are products that, you know, are successful. You, you keep around, they're making you like more than a thousand bucks a month, let's say um, products that actually stick and get great traction. Um, one in three to one in four. Yeah. So that's what kind of what I found out there. So I guess what it takes to be successful is uh, you got to launch three or four, you know, before you get that one that's going to stick and be your bread and butter. And, um, but, uh, big picture, that's, that's entrepreneurship, you know? Right. Um, so if you launch your first product and then, uh, you know, it's not a success, you're not making money right away. Uh, and, and you decide to quit and go back to your job and be like, Oh, I gave entrepreneurship a try. Then you don't deserve it. You're not, you didn't, yeah. you weren't, uh, you didn't sign up to be an entrepreneur. You know what I'm saying? What's the one mm-hmm. stat? It's like only one out of 10 startups like actually turn a profit within X amount of years. So within FB, FBA products, it's, it's better than one in 10 for sure for like a traditional startup. So yeah, I guess that's what I can say. If you want to be a successful entrepreneur, you got to keep cracking the bat. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Until you hit that home run. Yeah. And also I, to add to that, uh, 
to success to succeed in, the, in this age is it's all about differentiation. It's all about doing something things that the other people are not willing to do. And one of the things that I'm really, really, really excited about is, and that's something that you, Megla, you're known for, is the the India opportunity. That's mm-hmm. something that I'm really, really. I mean, when we did the uh, webinar for our students, they went crazy for it. They, the, a lot of them are all the uh, part of your uh, Facebook group. And also, one thing that you mentioned in your webinar, uh, uh, one of your webinars on India, is that, for example, one very easy idea is just look at what's selling right now, that is, uh, and just make a premium version of it mm-hmm. using uh, Indian Indian because you, you've described it very nicely that. In China, they mass-produce products using um, artificial materials. In India, they, uh, they handcraft products using natural materials. For example, I give you an example, and I can use the same example. For example, let's say a dog leash. A dog leash, for example, made in China is probably going to be made with, say, uh, faux leather, fake leather, like pew. Okay, that's probably selling one, one unit is selling probably for $6. If you make a bundle for $13. Now, if you go to India, take that same uh, item, the dog, uh, 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 leather dog leash, you can probably find very easily a supplier that can make it for you using uh, uh, authentic genuine leather. You can come up with some original, uh, original for example, uh, designs. You can ask them or you can just go on Pinterest. For example, you enter your keyword, for example, dog, leather dog leash, you go on Pinterest, you see different uh, style design, take that picture, send it to your to suppliers in India, say, hey, I would like to make this, can you make it? And this color and tell them what kind of materials do you have? That's a great way for you to, to, uh, to set yourself apart, just take current products, whether they're winning or non-winning, ideally a winning product and make a premium better version of it and that way you're going to be completely untouchable at least for the next uh, 12 months enough time to 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 allow you to build a brand and build a nice capital to to move forward yeah and i i came across another example today so we did a virtual india sourcing show earlier today and uh, there's a supplier that does hand embroidered products and wow. uh, he makes um christmas ornaments you know christmas tree ornaments and all of them are, are hand embroidered and they were so wow. beautiful. And there's so many different things that, uh, you know, they, they, can, they can be very flexible in terms of the materials and the styles and all of the different, um, you know, things that they can use in one ornament, whereas something that's machine made, it's, um, you know, limiting in terms of the styles or the materials that can be done. And, okay. you know, whereas from China, you'll find a lot of the mass produced, uh, um, Christmas decorations, which are made of, you know, plastic or, or mm-hmm. metal, or they are cute. They're very cute and they're cheap as well. But then if you go for this kind of product, then it's, you know, differentiated and it's hand embroidered. And you also have a story behind those products because, Absolutely. you know, you can, you can say that, okay, this is actually made by, you know, and, and somebody was, was, uh, you know, suggesting that they could actually put the name of the artisan who made that product, you know, and say like, better, put it, yeah. put it as a card or something, you know, inside the box and say, okay, this person actually made this, uh, this set or of take, whatever or, Christmas year. Or take, a, or take a picture of the team that actually made that and tell them, Hey, listen, you're, you're actually helping a community create yeah. jobs for them. That's, that's a feel good aspect that a lot of people can relate to and love seeing that. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. And it's also a nice story for your, you know, if you have brand registry and all on your, on your sure. page, you can put that, put those images and videos and stuff like that. So I think that's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So let's talk a little bit about your 90 day challenge and how that works. So yeah. tell me. All right. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll take it. So, so yeah, as I said in the beginning, I've kind of had my Amazon course since 2016 and then, um, 
Heyman and I, uh, we masterminded. It was his idea to flip it into a 90-day challenge. And I've kind of been wanting to move this direction for a couple of years into more of a, a, a tribe, entrepreneurs call it these days more of a mastermind instead of just like a course. So like, that's yeah. the new like thing and, you know, uh, in entrepreneurship. And so I've been kind of trying to like playing around with this tribe idea. And then his idea was, let's just make it a 90 day thing. It's, you know, set period of time. And basically the idea is what can we set up to maximize the success rate, you know, as high as possible? Because, mm-hmm. um, in my previous course, um, you know, there was no, uh, it wasn't like this basically. And, and in, in many, many courses, especially FBA courses, people don't even get around to launching, you know, because yeah. I understand how it goes. It's really scary to put, transfer that money and send that off to your supplier and, and go for it and jump in. And so I don't have the exact details, but a lot of people in Amazon courses never get around to choosing their product and launch or, and yeah, and, and ordering it and choosing your product actually is the first hardest thing. A lot of people, they get so overwhelmed and there's like, Oh God, I have a hundred ideas and I, I just can't choose and it's too overwhelming. And so that's why, um, yeah, he's like, that's why, you know, I've been always thinking this needs to be more of a, a group mastermind thing so I can actually, you know, help people make that final decision and like give them that little push in the back, kick in the back um, to, to not be scared and to, uh, to make that product a choice and to uh, place that test order. And then also to be masterminding for different unique ideas because, um, oh yeah, that's what I was going to say because based on success rate, as I was saying, like overall in the FBA space, one in three, one in four, but all of my products pretty much that have been, uh, have u- unique features that are not yet on Amazon. Pretty much all of them are successful. The ones that, that are unique. I've launched unique products and, and not unique products, kind of copycat products. And, uh, pretty much all the unique ones are, uh, are do great. So, um, yeah. Um, what else payment? There's more. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Uh, the genesis of that is, uh, I was, when we started talking with Riley about, uh, revamp, relaunching his course, revamping it, I came across a stat that blew my mind. Uh, Tony Robbins said that, uh, 70% of people that buy a book or 70% of people that buy any course don't even get past chapter, the first chapter, the first video. And I wonder why is that is because there's so much that, uh, you know, motivation loan can take you. And um, when you buy, I'm sure you've bought uh, a few courses yourself, Megla. When you buy a course, at first you're very excited. And once you start sitting down and looking at it, you see a bunch of like 35 videos, each of them an hour long. Say, so, oh my God, how am I going to get through all of that? It's boring. And when you try to reach out to, to the management, you send a ticket, your user number 554. It takes you three days just to get a reply. I mean, you feel completely almost, you know, hopeless. You say, you can you can watch a video for an hour or two and then it's gonna it's gonna fade out because the motivation is gonna go so we said so how can we change that so the way for us to change it is to make it to give it a very specific goal measurable quantifiable end result and for us it's not for them to to make a million dollars in 10 minutes or to, to tell them hey let's uh, let me show you how to make ten thousand dollars your first month because for, for most newbies that's unrealistic however what we tell them is listen 
we tell you exactly what to do, just like a college course. That's one thing that Riley keeps on saying. It's like a college course with a, with a curriculum. Uh, we, tell, we give you daily tasks, daily tasks to complete, weekly assignments to, to do, and uh, monthly goals to reach. And at the end of that, you will have, if you follow the step-by-step the -step proven blueprint, you will have your result. Your result is not $10,000 a month. It's going to be to launch your product. So we take a newbie from no idea, no experience, to finding a product, selecting a product, sourcing it, launching it, and then after that, marketing it. So that's what we go. Because the reason why, coming back to uh, Tony Robbins' incredible stat of 70% of people not doing anything is because they lost. They don't have, uh, they don't have a, a path to follow. And they don't have a, an accountability group where they can bounce ideas off of up. And that's, these are the main core ideas, the main core strength of our program. It's, it's not a course, it's a challenge. And we're not selling courses, we're building and creating success stories. And that's why we keep, we kept the first group very small so that we can really work with them. And so far, we've, we're really amazed with the results we're getting, especially in this current situation where the entire world is in lockdown. And these guys are already within, within what, now they're halfway through. Uh, six weeks, they already received their samples and starting to to negotiate with suppliers. And that's in a, in, in a time where the, the entire world is in lockdown. So, uh, and that's a testament it's, it's, uh, to, to, uh, to, uh, to, our, uh, to the strength of our program because people actually, whenever they have a question, they can ask us, they can, we are both, me and Riley, we're available. And that's something that you do not get in, in most other courses, especially on Amazon, because as I said, you're among 5,000 people. These guys are not in the business of, uh, of helping other people. They're in the business of selling courses. When you try to send them uh, a ticket, you're going to be, as I said, user 654. And just to hear back from them, good luck. So, uh, and that's the first thing that uh, we brainstormed, Riley and I, in the beginning. So how can you make sure that this is different, that our students do not become part of that statistic of 70% that do not do anything? Mm -hmm. And the way to do it is, we give them a measurable, quantifiable, and result. 90 days and your product will be launched. That's something that people, even the newbies with no experience, no idea can visualize. It's something that's not gonna scare them away. How I'm gonna make, how, how am I gonna make $10,000 in the first 30 days without any, any experience? That's something that scared people away. But if you tell them, hey, do that. today you do this, tomorrow you do this, we tell them, just like in a college course, you get your curriculum, you say, this week we're gonna study this, this is your homework, this is what you do. You, you follow that and at the end, you won't have um, an exam or a paper to submit, but you will have an asset, an asset that can, I know it sounds cliche and that's, that's the, uh, you know, the motto of ClickFunnels, you want one funnel away, this is, you're one product away. You're one <laughs> product away that can really change your life if you do it properly. So that's why we're really excited because again, we're not in the, in the business of selling courses, we're in the business of uh, building success stories and creating success. Right. And we work basically yeah. hand in hand with our students basically. So what's the structure like? I mean, you said there, you know, there's there's homework and masterminds and everything, but like when somebody signs up, what are they given? And, you know, can you just walk through the process of uh, like, are there some videos that they yeah. need to watch in the beginning and everything? Like how, what's the structure like? Yeah, it's a whole, uh, it's a whole uh, video course inside of Teachable. And so right when they sign up, they get access to that video course. Uh, and then they're also added to the uh, members Facebook group and group chat. And then um, we'll uh, send everyone a link for the, for the kickoff Zoom call for week one. And, and it's a weekly Zoom call. So, um, so yeah, it's, it, it starts every 90 days with a new uh, round or a new season. So it's, it's not an evergreen thing. It's, a, it's, only, 90, it's a only once in every 90 day thing and everyone goes together. So it's like a semester, 
you know, so everyone's at the same stage, you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, it's a whole new, it's a whole, uh, you know, video course. So with, you know, all the seven modules on, you know, the whole product research, uh, um, all the way sourcing, branding, everything you need to know full, uh, full video course updated with all, all new information that I made. Um, and then I also built this, um, 90 day checklist. It's basically com- compiles all of the, uh, small little, uh, milestones and, procedure into this huge 90 day checklist like week one um day one two three four five it's based on five days a week um all the little things so i I spent tons of time during lockdown putting that together it's in some project management software uh it's collapsible checkable linkable it's really cool um the 90 day checklist thing and at the end of it it has your uh, weekly assignments um, and, and milestones. So you check that off. Um, we also have a, a shared group a Trello board and we call it the, uh, the scoreboard. So there's um, several um, milestones in there. There's about 20 to 30 milestones. And when everyone hits those, they check off their milestones. And so everyone, it's like a scoreboard of how fast everyone is going. And so every week you have to screenshot your, uh, your checklist to the group chat and so it's like a little competition, like who's in the lead, who's in last place, last place you get shamed and first place you get, uh, you, you get rewarded. rewarded little prizes. So it's like this social accountability, uh, whole aspect to it. Um, like an actual classroom or like actual entrepreneur mastermind tribe. Um, and, uh, yeah, what else? Yeah, that so, uh, sounds really interesting. Yeah. Go ahead. One yeah. way that we also reward our students is, uh, for example, the one that's doing the better, we invite them to be the next guest on our podcast to share uh-huh. a story, give them uh-huh. the, a highlight to highlight their mm-hmm. story. So people love that because people love to be recognized. And yeah, so that's, that's another way to give them extra incentive to to go for it. But honestly, we yeah. don't need to motivate them because we we vet our people very hard. We, we Not anyone is... a, a I mean, just because you have money to join, that's not going to be enough because we want to make sure we're working with the the like the, the right people, like-minded people. Another key factor, key vision of ours is that we want we we're shooting for 100% success rate. Mm-hmm. We want to ensure that before you get in, we want to make sure that we get with the people on a 15-minute call just to vet them. It's not a sales call; it's just for us to see hey, if this person is the right place, right mindset. Are they ready? Are they gonna? be following our direction or just going to be a pain because it's not about the money. We don't need the money. We want to make sure that we work with people that are acts because again, we're not in the business of selling courses, but we want to create success stories. And to do that, you need to, to be working with people that have the right mindset. As the saying says, it takes two to tango. So if the person is ready, they're welcome to join us. If they're not ready, we tell them, listen, it's not a good fit. Try again later, or we can refer them to other programs. Riley also has other programs that are less intensive for the people that are trying to dabble because it's not for dabblers. This is for people that are going all in. Right. Yeah. We have an a incredible good, uh, opportunity. Yeah. yeah. A good, uh, that's a good point. Um, the whole 90 day thing is based off 15 to 20 hours a week. So you mm-hmm. got to make sure that you have that available. Um, so, because obviously we want to keep a high success rate of people who actually um, launch within 90 days. So um, we have to verify that, that you have the time available and also that you have the capital available um, to, uh, to actually launch a product. 
Right. And so do you also give advice to people on specific products to launch or not launch, you know, like after they've shortlisted their five products or so, do you actually, because that's, that's somewhere, that's something that people really struggle with. I mean, even if they would have like, you know, quite a few products, they're not really sure if, you know, of course you have your checklist and they're probably, um, you know, the cheat sheets and all will probably help them. But then do you also do like, you know, maybe one-on-one conversations or coaching with people to, you know, help them specifically, or is it all in a mm-hmm. Zoom call? And- yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so in the group call, everyone is free to, uh, to share their product ideas and, and bounce ideas off of me and off of everyone else. Okay. Um, the one-on-one call, that's a, another good point. So, how we set it up is when you sign up, you can, um, you can sign up for the upsell, which is a product validation uh, calls, which is like one-on-one stuff. And there's also, which is basically, um, it's a product validation a one-on-one call where you can, uh, after you've narrowed down your top five or top 10, and I already did this with, with Brandon. Um, and yeah, he, I could tell it was, it, invaluable for him. He, he basically, um, and I've been offering this just on my website, these product validation calls for a while. Um, so yeah, you, you, you go over your top 10 list and, uh, give me, show me all the stats via screen share on zoom. Tell me all of your ideas and I'm giving you my honest feedback. Like, eh, you probably not should not do that one. That one has potential. Okay. Keep mm. that one. Okay. And help you kind of narrow it down and kind of brainstorm. It's like, uh, about an hour long with me just, just masterminding one-on-one. So we added that as an optional, optional add-on because can't do that for everyone. Uh, I don't want to be uh, you know, on my, on my uh, uh, phone all day. Um, yeah. And then, but we also have a separate package that's a VIP and that's a weekly one-on-one call. So that's okay. a weekly one-on-one call with payment or myself. Um, you know, and we already got, you know, some students that, that took us up on that already. And, um, yes, cause a lot of people, they want that one-on-one call. They want that one-on-one mentorship. So the VIP basically is on top of the group call. It's an additional one-on-one call every week. Right. That sounds yeah, really even, exciting. Mm-hmm. And even during the, as, as Ryder said, during the uh, weekly calls that we have, people are free to share the products when myself, Riley, and even the other can give their, their, the feedback on that. So we're very, it's a very uh, helpful environment. And that's what we encourage people to be helpful to be because we want, we want to make sure that they succeed. So Mm -hmm. one of our students uh, said it well, Uh, he was on our podcast, Wyatt. He says, um, he said, I appreciate the weekly sanity check. Yeah, exactly. Just to check in and you make sure you're on the right path and just be like, okay, I'm not alone here. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm still on track. I'm doing the right thing. Okay. Okay. Good. I'm still sane. Exactly. So then, um, the the challenge is open uh, currently until june 30th right so this podcast is going to be going to be published on the 29th of june which is monday so well, hurry up guys <laughs> don't wait close this podcast now apply now <laughs> time's a ticking <laughs> and then the next one's going to be after you know three months right so you do it every every 90 days yeah every right. 90 days um pretty much yeah Okay. Okay. Awesome. And, and right time, right now is, is a perfect time to get in only because uh, more and more people are going to, uh, to, to e-commerce, but also if you launch, if you get in right now, you launch your product 90s from now is going to be September, which will be mm. right on time for Q4. And this Q4 is going to be the yeah. biggest Q4 ever. Yeah. 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 Pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. So how can people find out more information? What's the URL? Do you guys want to? 90dfba.com. Uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 90dayfba.com. That's where you need to go, guys. Fantastic. Well, uh, Riley, Payman, thank you so much for your time today. It was a really fun conversation. And um, yeah, I think uh, this 90-day challenge is absolutely amazing. I'm sure people will find it yeah. very useful. And I will definitely be recommending uh, people to join it. All right. Cool. Thank, thank you, you very much. Thank you, Megla. Thank you for, uh, because you open our eyes to a completely new world of opportunities that a lot of people did not know when you did the, the webinar on, on India. And I've been doing amazing on that for the past year. I've been following you uh, on Facebook, watching your, your videos, absolutely mind-blowing. I, I thought I knew everything about sourcing and all that, but I was like, <laughs> wow, that's incredible. Oh, Especially, thank you. I'm super excited about <laughs> India. As I said, uh, I haven't had the chance to go to it yet, but I will be launching a product from India and I will be documenting the entire process. So far, I've been very busy with our course, our, our challenge, but as soon as I get some time, I'll definitely get to that and all credit will go to you because you're the one that actually opened my eyes and our eyes to all of that. So thank you. You're doing a tremendous uh, work for free uh, for humanity, basically. Oh, thank you so yeah. much. That's so nice of you to say that, Payment. And you're going to travel wait. to India, right? <laughs> oh, absolutely. More than that. More than that. As soon as I'm, I can wait to, uh, to get back on the road and I'm seriously... I, scoop i will tell people i'm thinking even considering within the next year or so even to go spend a few months in india once i get my product and even work directly with factories and uh, and suppliers there absolutely and all of that was just because of you megla oh, yeah thank, thank you, so you much. <laughs> awesome i'm so happy to hear that <laughs> all right okay guys thanks a lot for joining and wish you all the very best take care bye thank you very much Megla. Yes. Okay.